11 years ago today, I looked up at the sky while I was on an airplane on my way to a friend's house because I knew that the path that I was on was a path that I didn't want to be on anymore. And I knew that the only way to get off that path was to get away from where I was. 11 years ago today was the last time that I ever used drugs and is the last time that I ever will. It's a struggle that I fight every single day. And what makes it that much harder is how many of friends that I had that don't get to say the same thing, that don't get to celebrate because they didn't survive it, because their addictions got the best of them. And now I have to sit here and on a day that I'm supposed to celebrate, I'm fighting back tears and I'm trying not to just sit and crawl into a ball on the floor and cry hysterically because I was the only one that survived. I have literally four friends that survived when dozens haven't. And people look at addicts in a certain kind of way. They look at them like you're better than them. Like they made this choice. They chose this. They chose to be addicts. So we're just going to treat them like the scum of the earth. We're going to treat them as horrible as they are because they chose to throw their lives away. They chose drugs over having a home, over having a family, over having their children or whatever excuses you make to yourself. So you feel better about looking down on someone else. But see, the thing is, most addicts don't choose to be addicts. In fact, none of them do. Nobody wakes up one day and says that I want to be addicted to drugs and I'm going to start using drugs. Nobody wakes up one day and decides that I want to eventually die because of my addiction. There's always something deep-rooted that causes the addiction and there's a difference between a cause and a reason and an excuse i made excuses for a long time before i got clean and i always said well my parents did this to me i blamed them and rightfully so in a lot of ways because they taught me that if I wanted to numb the world because it became too much that a pill could do that for me because that's what they did when I was a child and I was too scared to go on a, on a sale or I was in too much pain or I was misbehaving. They gave me a pill to make everything go away and it did. And they did it for so long that on the night that my world fell apart because somebody told me something that I could not process. I needed to forget who I was and I needed to forget 
everything that I had just heard and I needed to forget that this world even existed and drugs did that for me for 26 years so they'll do that for me and they did that for me that night and that's how my addiction started did I take those pills that night with the intention of getting addicted no I definitely did not I took them to numb something and I thought it would end just there but it just piled up and it piled up and it piled up and eventually I was in and out of rehabs and I was homeless and I had so many people in my life that didn't want to help they just wanted to look down on me in fact one friend had reached out and said that another friend didn't want anything to do with me because I chose drugs over my kids and I sent my kids away so that way I could use when in fact I sent my kids away so that way I could get myself clean and get myself to be a better mother than them a sacrifice that woman never made and that woman is still using today sad to say but she is she used as long as I did maybe even longer and she was so judgmental but it's not easy to give up something and make that kind of sacrifice but I did it but see I've noticed that when they talk about the homeless encampments that are all over this country and plaguing our streets and our cities people keep talking about how it's filled with people that want to be homeless that want to be addicts that they choose that life but if you're constantly berating someone and you're constantly looking down on them and you think that you're better than them because you don't share the same problems how do you expect them to improve their lives how do you expect someone that takes a medication because their doctor gave it to them and they trusted that doctor because that doctor was told that it had a very low chance of addiction because somebody lied to that doctor because somebody lied to that sales rep because somebody lied to the FDA because they wanted to be able to make a lot of money off of the only non-addictive medication how do you expect someone to get better when you think you're better than they are and you make sure that they know it they kicked the homeless out of Seattle and they moved to Tacoma and then they kicked the homeless out of Tacoma and then they moved out to Puyallup and all the surrounding cities and then everybody got mad because a certain park was always filled with needles and they were tired of the drug addicts so they kicked them out of their little town and they kept moving on but yet when they came out and brought up a solution that they wanted to do a safe injection site that had nurses on hand to make sure that nobody died nobody wanted that because they deserved to die if you hear about an overdose and you read the comment section on social media nobody says I'm so sorry for the loss or that's so sad they sit there and they talk about how they deserve it and how we should stop giving out Narcan for free and how people choose this life so 
if anyone out there feels that way, I have questions. I want to know why do you think my life wasn't worth saving? Because I'm a recovering addict and I too have overdosed and Narcan saved my life. Why is my life not worth it? Why should I not be here saying I survived my addiction and I've been able to keep myself clean for 11 years? Because see, any one person that has gone through things and is an addict, they have the potential to get clean. Like I said, nobody wakes up and chooses to be an addict. The addiction consumes your life. And sometimes it consumes it so quick that you don't even realize it until it's too late. And what do you do then when you're that person and you finally realize how addicted you are? And there aren't resources because I'll tell you, the rehabs, they're not fun places to be and they're definitely not sex trafficker survivor or domestic abuse survivor friendly, which there's a high addiction rate in survivors, which I don't, I don't think I need to explain why. I was in a rehab trying to get myself better and I was told when to eat, where to eat, where to go to the bathroom, when to take a shower. I was told when I could go outside and smoke a cigarette. I was told when I was allowed to make phone calls, if I was allowed to make phone calls. I wasn't allowed to have coffee. I wasn't allowed to have any caffeine. I had to sit in a room all day and hear about how horrible drugs were for my life. And all I could think about is the drugs would make this so much more bearable. So of course I left and I checked myself out because it was too controlling and it was too triggering. The trauma helped fuel the addiction and then the places that I went to to get help triggered the trauma. And even at a dual diagnosis place that dealt with both PTSD and addiction, it still was the same. I left so many rehabs and I actually when I got clean I did it in my ex-boyfriend's bed in another state I got on a plane and I looked up at God and I said to him this is in your hands it's too big I cannot do it on my own anymore and I haven't touched anything since and I firmly believe that he has helped me all these years and that weekend I was so sick and he, my ex, said that he thought I was going to die. He's never seen anybody that sick and he felt so helpless because he was trying to help me, but his family was saying that he had to just let me do it on my own and they were right. And he was right for not helping me. He was right for letting me feel it. Now, I could have taken things that could have helped with the withdrawal symptoms, but I wanted to feel every ounce of that pain because I never wanted to forget it and I never will because it's what keeps me going and it's what keeps me clean. I needed the drugs when I took them. I needed to be numb and I didn't know what else to do because that's all I knew, because that's what they taught me. 
And if I had continued making that excuse, instead of sitting here and taking responsibility, I would not be here today. I would not have survived my addiction. To be quite honest, I don't know how I survived my addiction because there was a lot of times that I took it too far and I don't know why I woke up. I don't know why I survived when dozens of my friends did not. Just two days ago was 12 years since one of my best friends died of an overdose. And next week, four friends' anniversaries of their deaths is going to come up. And I have survivor's guilt. And I shouldn't have survivor's guilt about surviving addiction. I shouldn't have survivor's guilt about surviving sex trafficking. But the problem is, is nobody wants to talk about it. They don't want to get down to the deep root causes of everything. They just want to blame the person. They want to blame the homeless because they chose drugs over everything else. They want to blame the addict that it's their fault. They're choosing to put it into their bodies. But see, there's a thing that happens when you hear about people being dope sick and going through withdrawal. It's because the drug was made for your body to be reliant on it. And sometimes the withdrawals are so beyond painful that it's unbearable. And someone will take it because they hurt their back, but the rebound pain that you feel when you withdraw magnifies that by a thousand. So they start to use again because it's just so hard to find the strength to make it through that pain. Because when they take you off of your meds, when the addiction starts to spiral out of control, the reasons that you were put on them in the first place are still there. And for a lot of people, the pain is still there. And when I was first prescribed the medication that I kind of took out of hand, that pain I still feel today. I feel it every single day. But yet I sit here and I finally have found the strength to tell doctors that I'm allergic to opiates. So that way they don't give them to me because I don't want them anywhere near me because I don't want to take them. But I could not have done that if I hadn't survived the sex trafficking because it made me stronger and it gave me the strength to be able to overcome my addiction. But I have dozens of friends that didn't have the same and they didn't deserve to die. And the dozens of people that died in 2020 just in my hometown alone, right now where I live, they didn't deserve to die because they overdosed. And every article about those overdoses, you hear about how Narcan shouldn't be free because insulin isn't free or EpiPens isn't free, that they deserve to die because they chose to become addicts. But again, I ask, why was my life not worth it? Why do people think that I shouldn't have gotten clean? Because that person could have been me. At any moment in my life, that person could have been me. 
In fact, when Narcan saved my life, that person was me. I have a good friend who I love more than anything, and I'm so thankful he's here. And his life was saved by Narcan four times. And now he's clean as well. He's got more years than I do. I think about 15. And he is such a huge support for me. So without that Narcan, he wouldn't be here today. And I can't help but wonder if somebody had called 12 years ago, two days ago, while my friend was overdosing, if he would still be here today. Because see, they were scared that they were going to be arrested, so they just listened to him die. You want to save the world from sex trafficking. You have to save the world from everything else too. You have to be compassionate. You have to learn that addicts come from all walks of life, just the same as sex traffickers and sex trafficking survivors. And addiction rates are high in survivors because they want to numb that pain. And they were taught to numb it all those years. We as a people have to start to treat other people better. And like I said in the last episode about the toxicity on social media, we have to be better. We have to be better to human beings. We have to be better to people we disagree with. We have to be better to people that we don't like. I don't have to like someone, but I don't have to sit here and make video after video trashing them. I don't have to send people over to their social media to continuously bully them. I don't have to say the things that were said about me over the summer about other people. I don't have to make up lies to make sure that somebody is hurt just because I don't like them. I have thick skin. My parents have said some of the most horrendous, horrific things somebody could say to anybody. So I learned how to grow thick skin and not let words hurt me. But see, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me doesn't really ring true anymore because it's never ending. Because social media, you never get a break. And the bullies, they get the attention that they want. And people get to say nasty things that they would never say to anyone's face. Guaranteed, every person in the article where my cousin's hands got blown off because of a firework accident would never say to his face that junkies shouldn't be allowed to use fireworks. The comments were so nasty. He was drunk and he has a problem and he struggles and it's even worse now because he lost his hand over an accident but none of those people that talked all of that shit on facebook which he read which i read which his father read and our entire family read none of those people would say it to our faces so how do you expect addicts to get clean when they're sitting here and they're hearing all the nasty talk. How do you expect sex trafficking survivors to stay away when you're shaming them, when you're victim blaming, when you're spreading conspiracy theories? 
the actions that you do affect other people's lives whether you see it or not whether you choose to ignore it or not doesn't make a difference it still happens and we have to be better we have to start to realize that eventually we're not going to be in this world anymore we're going to leave it to our kids we are borrowing this world from our children and we have to leave it in a place that we want them to leave it in and i don't know about any of you but i don't want to leave my children a world filled with sex trafficking filled with addiction and filled with nasty bullies online that will do anything and everything that they can and not care the destruction path that they cause i don't want to leave a world for my kids where children are taking their lives because they're being bullied and they're taking their lives because people are lying to them about what will happen if they come out to their own parents i don't want to leave a world for my children where people are judged because of a pill that is addictive and they're addicted to it i don't want my children to wish death on someone because they disagree with them and i certainly don't want to leave a world for my children where social media apps are so toxic that the people that proclaim that they want to save children are actually making it the toxic place that predators are able to prey on children that's not the world that i want to leave for my children and i hope that everyone else can agree with me on that we need to do better we need to be better we need to stop the bickering we need to stop the fighting because i have over four dozen friends that don't get to fight on social media that have never even had a facebook page because they died that long ago i have nieces and nephews that were kids of my friends that will never know their parents because they died when they were too young and the people that have them now will probably never tell them how wonderful their parents were because they'll only look at them as addicts that chose drugs over their kids we have to be better we have to do better because we're destroying our children's world i'm gonna leave it there thank you for tuning in and i'm not gonna celebrate today i'm not gonna celebrate 11 years i'm gonna reflect on all the friends that i've lost that did not make it through their addictions i'm gonna say a prayer for everybody that is addicted today and pray that they survive because they deserve to and i'm going to say a prayer for everyone whose hearts have turned so cold and so evil that they bully people into taking their lives and they think that they're better than people and they don't believe that addicts should survive their addiction i'm going to sit here and pray for people that turn safe spaces into breeding grounds for sexual predators i'm going to sit here and i'm going to try to make the world a better place 
And I'm not going to do that by recording an episode on my podcast or making a TikTok video and pretend that I'm changing the world. I'm going to write my legislators. I'm going to write my governor. I'm going to write my mayor. I'm going to write everybody and anybody that I have to until the changes are made that will make this place better for our children. And to you, I ask, and I'm sorry to be as harsh, but get off your asses and do something. Get off your asses and make the change. Be the change that you want to see in the world. Stop blaming people for things that are out of their control and start helping them to get their lives in control because sex traffickers target addicts. And my sex trafficker that kidnapped me used my addiction as a way to kidnap me. Realize that the things you say and the way you act have a bigger impact on other people's lives than yours. And you are selfish for not seeing that. So thanks for tuning in. And please say a prayer for my friend's children that will never get to see their father or mother again. Say a prayer for their families that will never get to see them again. Say a prayer for every addict out there that they find the strength inside of them to better their lives. Say a prayer for our children and our children's children and their children that they have a better world to live in than we do now.